Hi, this is Priya, the editor of Suno India, a podcast platform for issues that matter. A few months back when we started Suno India, a dear friend of ours, Avantika, reached out with an idea. She wanted to host a podcast series on rare diseases. I was intrigued to know more and then realized how less the conversation in the mainstream is around this topic. Most of you are wondering what is a rare disease and how many suffer from it. An estimated 100 million Indians are said to suffer from any of the over 6000 rare diseases found in the world. So how is it that the conversation is so limited and restricted to only those who get impacted? This podcast, one in 20000, will answer this and many more questions. On World Rare Disease Day, we are honored to launch India's first podcast on rare diseases. Hi, I'm Avantika. the host of one in 20000 a show which will take you into the lives of those with rare diseases and give you insight into the spirited world of those fighting to find solutions for them from patients to parents to doctors to geneticists this show is brought to you by suno india a podcast platform for issues that matter Hey so do you want to tell us a bit about what the podcast is going to be about and how you came about this idea I'm super excited simply because this is the first podcast series that I will be hosting and uh, the series is very dear to me it's kind of the reality that I've been living through uh, and it's so great that I have the opportunity now to tell people about this amazing cause that I'm working for so the podcast will be on rare diseases Now I know a lot of listeners would not know about rare diseases and that's the entire point of doing the podcast. Rare diseases is one of those things that we don't encounter in our everyday lives and I'm a person who has a rare disease and the podcast series will actually be a journey for hopefully you as well and the listeners on what exactly are rare diseases and who are the people who are working with patients on rare diseases. The minute someone hears rare diseases their mind will probably go in like all directions. But tell me something, are rare diseases usually hereditary? Do people know what causes it and how exactly does a disease get classified as rare? I did not know about rare diseases a decade ago. So the reason why there's a separate classification of diseases as rare is because the prevalence of these diseases is in very few people. So if i just talk factually the world health organization has classified rare diseases as something which happens to one in a thousand people uh so that's the prevalence if the prevalence of one disease is one in thousand people uh that will be classified as a rare disease it happens in very few people medically in very few people of a population but collectively the numbers just go phenomenally high if you consider un statistics uh, themselves there are 6000 plus rare diseases in the world 6000 and that's just an estimate another estimate says 8000 and uh, when i got to know about this i was just mind blown but here is a mass of people um millions and millions of people if you put all the rare diseases together and nobody is talking about them in india 
um well at least let me be fair it's not like nobody is but the conversation is very muted and very slow i mean for an estimated 100 million people with rare diseases the conversations are not happening you know so just a bit of backtracking when and you don't have to go too much in detail but could you tell us when you found out you have this rare disease so i was a very happy healthy chirpy and i still am you know me for years now so um yes i was a very chirpy kid i had no symptoms whatsoever and uh, my childhood was spent relatively well with very minor sort of health issues but in my teenage years one fine day i was in the doctor's office because my health, physical health deteriorated a bit and we went to the doctor uh, and the doctor saw me and said i think you have this rare condition and i was flabbergasted because i was i was a teenager of i think 16 and barely out of school and i did not know what rare diseases were so that was my first brush with the serious chronic medical condition my medical condition from what i know and i will come to that definition of it later on and uh, how people know they have rare conditions or how medical practitioners diagnose conditions later on perhaps but as per one estimate only 1 in 20000 people have what i have and most of them are boys that's the thing with rare diseases priya it's it's um, it can happen at any point in a person's lifetime for me the onset was my teenage years but 80% of the cases are genetic and half of those occur in children in childhood so imagine if you're a child and going through something which is way beyond your years and capacity emotional or physical to cope that's just really sad and intense could you perhaps tell us what is it that listeners can expect from the series itself who are the kind of people will be part of the series and what do you by the end of it hope to have achieved Yes so i don't think there are any easy solutions when it comes to rare diseases the entire intent behind this podcast series and the number of episodes that we will be bringing out is to start a dialogue on this very critical issue as i said not many people know what rare diseases are and imagine if there is somebody suffering from a rare disease around you you would never come to know that they have that in many cases patients themselves don't know that they have a rare disease and uh, which also points to the low level of awareness uh, in in our society so this is what we are talking about um mine is a very small step uh, through you and so no india that i am taking so that people just have a primer and an introduction on what rare diseases are but more than that uh, it is also for insightful conversations on these extraordinary men and women who are working every day on rare diseases I mean we don't come to know about them do we so there's a uh, genetic work being done on rare diseases unfortunately not a lot is being done in india but abroad it is scaling up in india there are social rights activists lawyers working specifically on rare diseases and disabilities and discrimination 
so one podcast will be entirely on the legal rights of people with rare diseases or in general people with disabilities as well then another podcast will be of this extraordinary person uh, who has built his life with the rare disease he was perfectly normal again and in the course uh, of his life now he's middle aged but in the course of his life he progressively deteriorated and unfortunately or fortunately as he puts it uh, this is what it is and it's not uh, a bad thing as such so he is now bound to a wheelchair but the amount of life this person has is extraordinary and his uh, family has a history like i did not have a family history but he has a family history uh, so two of his siblings also suffer from the same rare condition and they are now coming up with a hospital in solon for rare diseases specifically muscular dystrophy one podcast will be on that as well we will be talking uh, about the medical conditions of rare diseases uh what the medical jargon says how geneticists work and what is being done in that sphere too amantika could you tell us a bit more in terms of what is the status or the situation around research policy and also the understanding of rare diseases in india itself is there like a register or something where the identified rare diseases are i don't think the government knows itself so there has been a rights movement disability activism as well and rare diseases and both disability activists have worked together for the past couple of years which is perhaps uh, why some number of rare diseases have been included in the national disability policy the government came up with the national policy for treatment of rare diseases 2 years ago that's a good step uh, last year if i am correct it was last year uh, they issued a circular which meant that the policy is going to be revised uh, that is a very good step in my view because uh, they're trying to keep pace with medical innovation and the needs of the society as well as the needs of the patient i'd like to give a bit of background on rare diseases itself though before focusing on what india is doing so as i mentioned earlier rare diseases can occur at any time in a person's life without any symptoms or prior warning or family history what really happens then is uh, that the patient won't know what is occurring the family is unlikely to know what's happening so who would medical practitioners or doctors would ideally that is what we would think uh, but that's not always the case so people who live in the cities have more access to hospitals and super specialized hospitals at that and if you consider a rural area it is highly likely highly likely that either they will be misdiagnosed or referred to somebody who is not specialized or who does not have the adequate medical knowledge to diagnose that rare disease so misdiagnosis of patients is fairly common in this area also the number of patients that india has is something that is best an estimate india does not have a solid definition of what rare diseases are we have not settled on that definition which means that according to some estimates 72 to 96 million people in india are people with the rare condition and that's a huge lot come to think of it 
for that many people to not be having a cohesive coherent policy working for them um is is kind of uh, uh, very disheartening secondly um they don't have the right kind of medical infrastructure and treatment opportunities um as i said before rare diseases are genetic in nature which means there is no cure on uh, the maintenance or the quality of life of a patient needs a lot of financial investment as well sometimes it can go into lakhs of rupees somebody from a certain economic class whether it be lower middle or upper middle um maintaining that kind of treatment is out of the question then so what does the family do mostly patients with rare diseases get sidelined then and really what can the family do so all of these questions are really big questions that stare us in the face right now i think having like a national or a state policy around rare diseases will also like ensure that there is um there is you know the whole inclusion aspect is also looked at right and covered because like you rightly pointed out like there are very few of us who even know of people who have any sort of rare diseases and it could be that because either they're not identified or because the society is so structured that there is some amount of invisibilizing of these people happening if you if you get what i mean exactly. like you know like a lot of times um and this is something that i have uh, i i used to cover a lot of um you know when i was a reporter for the hindu i should write a lot about disabled people and um one of the things that i realized as a course of writing about it was how the the structures infrastructure um or even the way things are just structured as a society um doesn't really give that kind of visibility uh, for them right i just i i just feel like you don't like how many you know you how many uh, visually challenged people do you see walking on a day to day basis outside or the people with certain kind of disabilities or people on wheelchairs like you wonder like where are all these millions of people why don't you see them in malls why don't you see them in museums and then you know if you reflect you realize that the the need to be normal you know the need to be you know normal is just celebrated so much that anything anything off that normalcy has absolutely no space yes i completely agree with you i think that was my struggle growing out of that uh, so after i was diagnosed it took me 5 to 6 years at least to get out of the entire trap of whether i'm able differently able whether i'm a person with disability what am i like what am i and also it has a huge impact the way the society around you is structured has a huge impact on the family and on the person going through the, through this as well i mean if you ask me because not only are you dealing with something which is way beyond your capacity but each piece of your life whether it is work or whether it is education government policy or uh, anything else personal relationships is just catered to able bodied people and i don't know how fair or unfair that is what we are losing out on is a mass of people who have such incredible talent and who can contribute and participate in the society on an equal footing but just because we firstly don't know about rare diseases or don't know enough about rare diseases which is on us mostly we 
perhaps overlook a lot many things secondly we may also be very in our heads on rigid on what normalcy looks like and in that sense the loss is everybody's not just people with disabilities and not just people who do have a rare condition uh but before we wrap up this conversation a quick question why did you decide to do this podcast at this point in your life so i had been thinking of doing a project for the longest time and an obvious reason is that i got in touch with you and uh, everything panned out so here we are <laughs> but a more in detail answer would be that a discussion on rare diseases needs to be had now the children uh, we already covered the children aspect right that um these children are adversely affected by rare diseases as well these children are going to grow up someday we need to decide as a society are we going to lock them up in homes and not let them be for instance when i was growing up the terminology that was used was handicapped now i'm not talking just of rare diseases because usually rare diseases uh, they to lead to one or the other kind of disability but now you tell me priya do you think you would want to call your friend as handicapped i know i wouldn't and then people sort of thought about the word itself and the language itself and how people with disabilities are seen and they came to the conclusion that handicap is a word that uh, a set of people used for persons with disabilities but it did not accurately reflect the circumstance of that person with disability it did not accurately reflect what the person's life is like what their needs are and if we are speaking of millions of millions of people that's a huge loophole that we are looking at then as a society and in due course the language has changed if i just take that instance from handicapped now it is persons with disability not disabled people or anything else but persons with disability is the officially most accepted usage simply because people who are perceived as as disabled might not actually be disabled a physical disability does not really mean an emotional or intellectual disability at that so there are so many gray zones in what rare diseases throw up it is very necessary to understand and i feel that uh, we have to start having these conversations now i think like we were having this conversation about while it is good to have a classification of rare diseases and what this means i think the you know the nuance matters like like we have been talking about it i think um in in private conversations when we while we were talking about the series i think who are we making these classifications for and what is the purpose of it is the classification so that there is easier and better identification of the disease itself thereby benefiting the patient or is it more you know more for uh, the the government policy itself i mean you know i've i've always struggled with that question and uh, you know like we we adopted our daughter and i remember when we had to register when we were registering and sort of choosing the age group there is a column where you can tick for children with special needs and um we we did choose that and uh, 
because we wanted a, a normal child you know normal in double quotes um because there was also this because we didn't know what what special needs would entail what kind of uh, you know what kind of uh, financially what would that mean for us and even in terms of treatment like and this is us like fairly urban you know a uh, privileged yes. uh, young yes. indians you know not and having fairly okay um, access to information you know for instance like i was telling you most of the children who get adopted with special needs um they end up uh, within the inter country adoption pool and i think as of in last year only 47 um, children with special needs were adopted within india uh, whereas i think over 350 children uh, plus were adopted outside india um, by um, you know foreigners and then so there's this huge push now within the adoption community to have a classification in terms of you know classifying the needs in itself as mild to moderate to severe needs and it i and i'm always like thinking at the top of my head like but who are they classifying this is it for the parents or is are they doing this for the children's sake so i just you know i, I just feel like this is such an important conversation but also a difficult one to have right exactly and i completely see your point here because uh, these are the exact same conversations for instance when you refer to the point of classification these these are the exact same conversations that the government is trying to have with activists as well and there are no easy answers there are no easy answers simply because rare diseases are one of those issues that humankind faces that tie in so many areas morality ethics society interpersonal relationships legality so if you ask me priya these uh, classifications are quite a lot for procedural and medical purposes but they are not exactly patient centric when it comes to society in itself and how patients and people with rare diseases or disabilities function within the society a few decades ago when uh, people were prescribed spectacles that was considered a disability so that meant that if you were a woman your marriage prospects just decrease by a huge margin and uh, after i heard this i was like what <laughs> because now you see people wearing spectacles all the time and every other person that you see is prescribed spectacles it is that common so the entire notion of disability that existed then isn't existing right now and which is why i think that somewhere we are also late in having conversations on rare diseases as a society simply because uh, not just the number of people that might be suffering from uh, or might be diagnosed with a rare disease as we speak has increased but on the ground what do we have we have possibly policies yes the government is trying to do what it can it could do more that's what activists say and i'm not even getting into that debate but at least some semblance of a policy is there however is it a coherent policy and is it being implemented on the ground and for that i would for certain say no how many of us who have rare conditions know of our rights i didn't know however as i mentioned previously um as well the people who are trying to bring a shift in thinking of parents patients families medical care providers as well as those who are engaging with the government they are phenomenal people in their own right 
and I hope to bring those stories out and those instances out so that after the podcast series in the long run, your listeners could possibly see a child and say that, hey, maybe uh, this is a child that might need some more help than in quotes uh, normal children. But if we provide that opportunity, this child has the future to look to where he or she can shine. The child will not have to go through the same rigors that patients with rare diseases mostly go through. What has happened to me? Where can I go? Where can I seek medical attention? And also something as basic as will I survive this or not? Thank you for listening to this episode of 1 in 20,000. We will be back with another episode soon. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts or CastBox. Don't forget to check out www.sunoindia.in for podcasts on other topics as well. As independent producers, we rely on you to spread the word. So show us some love India by sharing this with your friends and family. Don't forget to use hashtag 1 in 20,000 on social media while sharing this episode. This podcast has been produced by Sino India, artwork by Priyanka Kumar and music by Augustus Henry.